My name's Hanley. I'm the host of On the Line With, a podcast based out of Ottawa. We speak about the arts, mental health, drug addiction, social causes and issues, and we're not here commending them or glorifying them. We're here speaking about it, getting down to the facts, getting down to the causes and effects, where it leads people, how it hurts people, how it hurts you. We're here to talk about how people deal with their mental health, self-care, self-love. The show's about helping and inspiring. Nothing more than that. My goal is to help and inspire. And when I say that, I mean help and inspire by helping someone maybe go and get the help they need for their addiction or inspire someone to pick up a microphone or pen or brush and create an art. That's what we're here for. So again, my name's Hanley and you'll be on the line with me. Welcome back to On The Line With. This is episode 12, the finale. I'm here with Bully Zone. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So go ahead, my dude, and introduce yourself. What's going on, worlds? Bully Zone, baby. Your girlfriend's favorite rapper. Big leader for State Platinum Records. Uh, recording artist, tattoo artist in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, man, we're about to get into it. Yeah, and we're currently sitting in his tattoo parlor right now. Yes, Shout out to him for putting us on and letting us come up here and do this. So big thanks to you, sir. Oh, my pleasure, man. And uh, I guess we'll start with the music and, like, always get into the mental health part, and uh, we'll see how it flows from there. What year did you start making your music at? So I started recording, like, with, with the intent to actually, like, have a, a real push and take an effort or, or make the effort to try it in, like, 2015. So I've been at this shit for about, like, six years now. Okay, and are... before that, you were just preparing to come out or... Were you on another venture? Or... Before that, we were living the life to rap about. You know what I mean? Okay, I feel you. you know? I understand. Exactly. Do you remember the first track that you did? Yeah, brother. So basically, the whole the whole thing spun is where I had a friend from the East Coast. He was a rapper out there. He uh, hosted a radio show out there. And we had mutual friends. So when he came to Ottawa, he was looking for a studio. At the time, I didn't record or nothing. But like, I could always freestyle rap or whatever the case is. Or just whatever. I could come up with some bars every now and then. And my homies were always like, yo, you're sick with it. You should you should, you should, should go forward with it. But it wasn't, it was nothing I was interested in. Those days, it was not the time to be in front of a camera or shit like that. You know what I mean? So later on in life, when this guy comes around, he's looking for a studio. I found him a studio. I bumped into some kid at the gym claimed he was a rapper told me he had a studio um and it turned out to be the cave with lj so that was the first place i ever recorded all right shout out lj yeah yeah the cave yeah so i brought my homie there watched him record whatever and he had an open verse to a track and he was like yo if you want to hop on this um he was actually recording the joint so he could um do an opening for peter jackson so he's okay. like yo if you want to hop on this joint and if it's fire I'll let you jump on the stage, you know, and we'll, we'll open for Peter Jackson. Funny story, I had, uh, when I was making music about a decade ago, I opened for Joe Budden, and Peter Jackson was one of the uh, co-headliners, so. Nice, nice. I also know Peter Jackson fairly well through music, so. Funny just side story. I always end up having a story brought up when I'm talking to the artists in the city because I've collided with the same people they've worked yeah, with. Sure, like, I walked sure. in here and I saw Nico's yeah we got the Golden apparel brand. plugs yeah so you know i knew right away i was like all right so i know we collided with the same people which small it nurtures mutual respect at the end of the day yeah and the hip-hop community is like it's it's small here ottawa's a small city as it stands and it's then, small and it's tight and it doesn't want to branch out and that is one of the problems i find would you agree uh i guess it all depends on who you know don't really. you find it's more t a little too click base definitely is click base but that's like on who's gonna like maybe promote your stuff or push your stuff or support it or like 
who raps with who. But if you're the artist and you're trying to make a push, like it's way bigger than Ottawa, so it doesn't even matter the clips that are happening here, you know? Like artists in Ottawa need to know it doesn't stop here. They need to be pushing themselves in every province, in every city, and whatever what every little town, whatever the case is, you know what I mean? Like you're an artist, it doesn't stop here if you're an artist. For sure. And and I still know that to this day, you know that's that's the number one rule. It doesn't stop where you stay at. No, hundred percent. You know you got to keep that train moving that you started, that you talked about, that you started branding all this branding and all this different type of movement that you're doing. You know, there's always something that'll stop you, and then you have to get by that. But the train keeps moving no matter. It doesn't stop where you stay at. No, hundred percent. And these days, it's more than just being the artist, like you were saying man you got to be a brand you have to be a business you have to sell yourself as the business you have to brand yourself 100 percent. you can't you can't just be out there as an artist just as your name oh, no, you'll get heard you, maybe you get popular you know what i mean maybe get viral you might get lucky and go viral maybe yeah. but you're, you're nothing without a brand behind you or without at least a team that's branded behind you you know for sure if you have to join a brand new team and do that you're better off doing that than doing this lonely route shit for sure for sure so coming up when you started how did you find it how did you find the beginning stages of like becoming an artist honestly it was i think i had a different route than most people just based on like my street cred itself i was known by some people who who like they knew the background right so i was well received with the music so it was no gimmicks. It was no lies in my music. People knew that it was a real me. Music was all right. It snowballed, man. Like everything I ever wrote or put out thus far has been played on the radio or a DJ mixtape or fucking some sort of streaming platform. Like I've only been at this for five or six years, but the shit that I put out is the stuff that's been out. Like there's no catalog or background like mixtapes. Like my first joint, like we we're talking about, on my position was the first thing I ever wrote five, six years ago. It's been played on the radio again, mixtapes. Um, and everything else, man, it just snowballed. I, I met the right people. I networked with the right people. And again, like people fuck with the vibe and they, they knew I was a real dude. You know what I mean? So there was no gimmicks behind it and they were supporting the push. So I've been lucky in the sense that like I've been very well received. Yeah. So you've had a backing the whole time, basically, because of your background. Pretty much, you know. All right. Plus, so. I also started around the same time I opened my tattoo parlor. When I opened my tattoo parlor, we were doing grills. I was the only guy in the city doing grills at the time. So it was like, it, was, it went hand in hand. It got me a lot of attention with the rappers and like bar staff, if you will, or like yeah. some of the hustlers, that people that I didn't know before that were coming to my store for this. And then boom, now I'm bumping into them downtown because I did all their grills or whatever. So it was like, it, it went hand in hand. So I opened the store and started rapping at the same time. And it just, people just thought it was dope, you know? So it worked out. You're the Paul Wall of the city. Oh, wow. It's funny, man, because uh, when I I stopped doing grills now, but before I stopped, I did. I talked to Johnny Dang. I actually talked to Paul Wall on the phone because I was going to use them. So, like, I was just going to outsource, you know, do the grills yeah. here, do the molds here, send it to them. I know someone in the city that's doing that. He doesn't yeah. do it, like, consistently, but he does it for when he wants them. Yeah. And he's and he's done got those connections, the same thing with Paul Wall and Johnny Dang. Yeah, really, so you just got to call them, it's man. It's a smart idea to do because then at least you're getting the finest in, in grills that you can get. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Me, but I'm yeah. over the grills. I don't even do grills no more. Yeah, man. so let's get to the midpoint in your career, I guess, like, say, 2018, 2019. What are, you, what are you up to? Like, what's going on in the music scene for you? What are people saying about you in the city? 
bro, I've like again, man, I've just been very well received, man. Unless unless people are talking about me badly behind closed doors, so far, like our little media circles out here, they got nothing but good things to say. This year, I won Hip Hop Artist of the Year for Faces Magazine. Um, a lot of my singles and tracks have been put up for like Song of the Year or or Collab of the Year. So again, man, like That's... it's always it's just been consistent. That's the thing with me, man. Since I started, I haven't stopped. It's been like again, like five or six years. I must have put out about 20, 25 videos by now. My videos do all right on numbers. It's all natural, you know, organic. And like I say, numbers aren't everything to me, man. Like, look, exactly. my, my podcast doesn't have the highest numbers, but it reaches the right people. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. So, like I said, numbers to me, I never really focus on numbers. I never really have, even as an artist. I mean, it's nice when you get good numbers. It's nice to see, but at the end of the day, there's just numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. It, like... It's just snowballed, bro. I, from 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 the first time I recorded, from the first time I I performed, like I, I was at one point two man, like it might might piss some people off, but I was one of the only local acts that was getting paid to open for people because I just wouldn't go for free. Plus, they knew that like I got a business to run in the morning. You know what I mean? So it's like my time is money. You know what I mean? I for think little, that might piss off a few people. Hey, let it be known, man. Bully zone, baby. Hey. But it is what it is, man. Get your game up. and uh, Yo, you got to know your worth as an artist. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like Honestly, people, when man. they hit me up and they were like, yo, will you do this for free? I was like, no. And then, See, boom, if, the if next If I heard that as an artist, when I was an artist back then, it would make me push to be like, no, exactly. I'm not doing shit for free no more. If this guy is getting paid, then you can pay me. You know what I mean? Well, everybody, man, I'll put it out there, man. I was getting paid to do opening acts. <laughs> Easy. And that's just because I said I wouldn't do it for free. You know I what respect I mean? the hustle. That's why I've gotten to know you through Spitting Image. He, mm. he talked a lot about you. He repped you hard. Good, good, but good. I was following you beforehand. And I've seen the music. I was always a listener of Ottawa hip hop because I, I came up it, in it. I did it, you know. So yeah. I wanted to see who was doing it now. I want to see who's running the city. And I always saw Bully Zone, Bully Zone, Bully Zone. And I'm like, That's who how is you gotta big, be, man. Who is this big dude that like? Because when I was younger and when I was doing it, I was a I was a bigger dude. And I was like, damn, who's this big dude? And like, he looks like like what he talks about you know what i mean like that's the thing you match the sound and like a lot of people these days don't match the sound so yeah or they're spitting fairy tales you know what i mean like there's just there you gotta the difference between me man is i'm an artist i'm not an entertainer so i'm not here to entertain nobody i it's my artistry man i'm a tattoo artist and i write music that reflects my life usually it's when i'm in my feelings i don't really make no turn up music i don't make shit to make the girls want to take the clothes off I make shit that when I'm in a fucking bad mood and I hear a beat, the shit just comes out. And that's why I, I, I don't even stress about numbers as well or the fan base. Because, like, if you don't like my fucking music, come on, dog, that was a day in my life. Like, how do you think I feel about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, shit, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you can't relate, then it ain't for you anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just feel like I make some grown-up music. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to... And I, I don't glorify the street life, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we all know... Like, like I said on this past, show... You know? On the show, I said we don't glorify like the substance abuse and like the mental health shit that we talk about. We're here to like reach out to people and like hopefully the conversation that they hear helps them. You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. So bro. I know that you're not on here glorifying the street life, but like you said, everybody has a past, and that's why my podcast is like a platform for any artist to come on as the person, not not as the artist, but as a person, as the person they are. 
They come and say what they want to say, you know, speak their piece. So you're welcome to say whatever you want on this show and not have to worry about any bullshit backlash because it's me who's going to take it in the end. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm I'm down to ride for this podcast or else I would have just called it like a waste of time already. You know what I mean? No, I hear you, brother. I feel it's alive, so I kept going. And, you know, I feel like it's similar to how you feel about your music. Well, talk about your tattoo uh, talents as well, because I want to talk about that, because that's also an artistry, right? 100%. So, so, yeah, we'll definitely get into that as well. But, okay, fast forward now, we're in 2021. 2020 was shit because of COVID. It's still shit because of COVID. But how did you <coughs> do musically? So, during COVID, all right. So, to get to there, we got to go here. So, maybe about a year or two ago, um, I got tired of bouncing around, you know, working with uh, engineers. They weren't really up to my pace. Like, I'm, I I'm, I'm a very like, once I start something, I want it done fast. I know what you mean. I keep it moving. I keep it rolling. So I was I was bumping heads with a lot of fucking engineers and, and producers, if you will. So I was like, fuck it. I decided to open my own, my own studio. And it was basically just for me. So I'd open a studio in my back room at my tattoo parlor, um, hired some engineers just to work with me. Um, but then it kind of went public. People saw it. So they started asking. So I was like, fuck it. I started offering it as a service to the public. And, and that's Burrell Media's recording studios? No. So it was State Platinum Oh, recording studios until right now. So oh, in okay. 2021, so I remember I had to say that to say this. Right, so during bad. COVID, we ended up renting next door. I teamed up with the engineer that was working for me. He had his own media company, which is Burroughs Media. Shout out Twigs, the engineer. Um, but the business was popping. Like, even during COVID, man, like, we were recording um, and we're making good money, man. Like, even just the back room of my, my tattoo parlor, the studio was paying for the whole parlor. So I just wanted... I'm not a greedy person, right? So I wanted to offer something better to the to the customer. Right. So we rented next door. So through COVID, we just built a studio. I can give you a tour of that after. But it's like we have an industry standard studio next door. So that's what I was doing through COVID. And I was also uh, really focusing on the branding, merchandise. Um, fuck, every, anything you could think of where I could get my name on, like whether it be like a, a T-shirt, a hat, a clock, a mug. I was, I was doing all that kind of stuff. Right. And I also built my label so now the studio is borough media in association with state platinum records and state platinum records is the label so during covid we built a studio i went hard with branding i might have recorded four or five songs that are still in the still in the vault and uh really just again man we built the studio worked on branding right and you have a plan on a, releasing anything soon or like anything you could tell the listeners yeah, of or? course of course so the last joint that i dropped it was actually something we did it was like a bit of an experiment now i know i'm probably not the first one to do it but i'm the best one that did it so what we did was we did um we did a live on the live recording session so i have a homie's out in toronto and he has like you, you go live every night he has his audience so i came on as a guest and we played a couple beats in the background and we let our live viewers um, picked the beat, we narrowed it down to the one beat, and then we had our live viewers submit bars. Then we screenshotted that shit or wrote it down, and then I took all that stuff and I wrote a track out of it. So I took everyone's bars, we call it Live on the Live, that's on uh, YouTube right now, it's on the Bully Zone State Platinum Records page. Um, so that's the last joint we did. So right now I think my next single is going to be a feature. Uh, it's going to be with Yardi, who's the same artist that I did the live on the live with, okay. and Prada West, who's an artist out of uh, 
I know Prada West through yeah. uh, an interview that I did with the Switch. This, oh, yeah, out I know of Switch, yeah. So, yeah, so we're just working on an animated video for that, and I'm, that's going to be the next single that comes out. And, and when's I, that supposed to come out? You have a date? No set date, but it'll be next month. So my goal this year was to drop a single every month and uh, have a video come out every second month. COVID definitely slowed it down. The studio build slowed it down. Um, but again, we're, I'm trying to stay consistent. So I don't have the exact date, but next month, some point, it's coming okay, out. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. So, so keep an eye it. out for that, man. Can't even remember the name of the track. Jeez, work on so much music. But yeah, it's me. So it's Bully Zonyardi and Prada West. Okay, so. Coming soon. Typically, we have the artists have a snippet of one of their songs during the interview. Okay. So I don't know if you have a song in mind that you want to introduce now as the snippet and all. Well, let's just ride with the live on the live. Yeah, yeah. But it's all baby. I Ottawa. I tell them live on the live. On a live, live, live no, session. Yeah. Man, that's what Tapu did. Staying live on the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like ice, we just trying to kick around. Staying live on the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like some dice, we just trying to kick around. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Live on the live, no surprise, we them guys. Half a time pass by, only strong will survive. No remorse, we stay high and we ride when we ride. My design on the rise, it terrify when I slide. See you slip, no disguise, keep my eyes on the prize. And my rhymes tell no lies, have me glide by your side. Let me blow smoke in your eyes and we ride till we die. It's cool, it's a vibe, said it's cool, it's a vibe. Stay alive for the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like dice, we just tryna kick around. Stay alive on the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like the dice, we just tryna kick around. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Started with the fives, I could see it in your eyes. Straight seven to eleven, just to help you realize. You messing with the best, and you already know the rest. Putting IG to the test, going live, nothing less. A cool number tada, I plead innocent, your honor. I've been falsely accused of not stacking up the commas. And ever since a youngin', I've been beating up my cousin down like Frazier in Milan. It's a thriller, who's a winner? Never slipping, I'll be ripping on a daily while I'm whipping. Still thriving, I'm alive, getting money, I'll survive. Sit back, enjoy the hustle rise. Who them, we them guys? Party bully pun the life. Who them, yeah, we them guys. Smoking trees, getting high, like it all the fucking time. Stay alive on the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like dice, we just trying to kick around. Stay alive on the live, like there's money on the line. Keep it rolling like the dice, we just trying to kick around. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. Leave a comment in the DM, I'ma reach you when I see him. All right, so we heard a lot about your music, but you have artists, obviously, because you said that you have your own label, right? Correct. And that's Stay Platinum? Stay Platinum Records. And I know Spittin' Image reps it, because right, right. I had him on. He was on episode four. Shout out my guy, Spittin' Image. He's a very talented dude, very humble dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, so basically. He's a good dude to have on your label, because he has a smart, creative mind. He has a good way of playing with words, man. He's also a clean-cut, white Canadian rapper. You know what I mean? As, as as fucked up as that might sound to say, but um, and he got shows sold out. 
he does get shows. He's very marketable. He's very commercial. Um, the reason why he came to mind was a year or so back, I was approached by Warner Canada Music to be an, an artist with them. And when they asked me to send them my music, this they said send something. I actually sent them what I thought would be like my softest music, if you will. Um, I sent them a track called uh, Watch Your Tone. I had just released it at the time. So when I had sent them that, they asked me if I would consider a name change. And I was like, well, what are we thinking? And they're like, well, we could go over a few things. And then they asked me if I had softer music. And I was like, bro, like, I'm not understanding what you mean by softer music. So then they wanted to have like a, an interview. And before the interview, they said that um, that they already had the songs. So they were just kind of looking for the face, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, bro, you, you guys do know I have tattoos and scars all over my face, right? And um, it kind of fucking, I, it didn't, I didn't necessarily throw it out there like that. But once they said the name change, I just wasn't really feeling it. And plus, with um, with the labels and well, such. Well, that's you, right? That, exactly. That's, that's who you are. Your name is really the epitome of the artist. And, uh, and another thing that's kind of held me back on my music career is the fact that I do own the tattoo parlor. And I'm there hands-on daily, usually yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. So when it came time to, like, when I first was doing it and the ball was rolling, and even up to when I spoke to... Uh, warner music they and this was before corona so they expect you to be able to tour you know what i mean yeah. uh, a lot of the a lot of it too when you're an independent artist or even on a label like like with them uh, once you sign the contract like you have to pay for the tours you have to pay for your lodging your travel all that stuff so it adds up you know it's 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 it adds up and at the same time i just don't have the time it was like pick one or the other you know the yeah. tattooing was my living the hip-hop stuff was just like an avenue uh something fun i like to do a hobby if you will and they just both ended up doing fairly well but the touring when it came to touring like when mercules was doing his second canadian tour uh i had the opportunity to tour with him i actually had the opportunity to have songs with him and believe it or not i actually turned them down like idiots like an idiot um and not to say turn them down for any real reason but um uh, it, it was just like a rushed project and I wasn't feeling it. Right. And at the time, like, it was super cheap, bro. Like, I think he asked me for like 700 bucks for a verse. And I was just like, I felt that it was too rushed. It was right before he was going to Europe and stuff like that. And he told me, he's like, when I come back, I'm going to have new management. So it's going to be a whole different price price point. Yeah, and he's on a whole and new level, And now he man. just blew the fuck up. He's and I'm like kicking myself. Yeah, scale, yeah. bro. But it, it, that, that but was... he's only signed the strange music, remember? So, you know, it's not really, like... It's depending on how much they're telling independent artists to get in charge on their label. So, it might still be fairly decent. The thing is, is he had the fan base, bro. So, he still makes his bread off the streams, off yeah. the merch, off of all those other angles, you know? Yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah. Definitely going to be getting monetized off the track, for sure. Yeah. So that's what it was for me, man. When I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't tour, you know. So basically, and I and I was saying that to get to this point. So when I had seen Spittin', and I've been watching him, and he was actually one of the first artists that I've ever seen like perform live. When I started getting into like the hip hop shows and stuff like that, yeah. And then like as soon as like when I was done speaking with Warner, his face popped in my head, man. Spittin', I was like, yo. I gotta work with this guy because clean cut, man. I could sell him, you know what I mean? To I could sell him to Warner, and then that was the game plan. I told him what I thought of of what I wanted to do. He was the first artist that I signed to Platinum. I think I think a rival could be that 
album that gets him with that talking with Warner, like you're t- like you're saying, because I've had some firsthand listening to the album. Yeah, uh, like I, that joint with Wordsworth. Yeah, he's got that a- joint with Wordsworth was fucking fire. He's bro. got Master East on there. I know. I got him. I got both of them coming on the show. I did a feature on that album as well. I have a song called Monsters, and it's actually like the perfect song because it it kind of talks about the longevity of of his career and to how where he got to where he is now and then it introduces me as the next chapter so it's actually like the perfect song for for us to work on man so it couldn't have been a better time and i'm excited to share that one it's, it was an honor to work with him and it's super amazing man that he was so with my ideas when i told it to him he was always for it so super he's happy a, to have he's him on a the creator label. He, he's a creative at heart so yeah man you know we had a good episode, me and him, man. We got a lot of good reviews for his episode because of, like, the stuff we talked about mental health-wise. Yeah. And uh, so I know when we were talking earlier in the music, we kept referring to it as that life. You want to give an example of what we mean to the listeners who are listening? I mean, like, when I was referred to that life, it's... it's it's the street life, brother. It's 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 what I was doing before this. You know what I mean. And again, I, I say that I don't want to glorify it, but like it is what it is, and it made me who I am. You know. But music speaks for itself. I mean, it's it's clear to see. You know what I mean. Like I didn't have the regular upbringing, or and, and who knows what a regular upbringing is either. But like I've been getting my own by myself since a very young age, and not always in the the the, the best of ways. You know what I mean. But you do what you got to do when you're coming up, right? Get it how you live it. <laughs> exactly, man. And and the thing is, is I always knew that I, there was a better, you know, there was a means to the end. I, was, I wasn't I was doing what I was doing so I could shine or show off, you know what I mean? Like, there was always a plan and a goal, you know, to be a better person, you know what I mean? But yeah. you got to take the steps to get there. Sometimes it takes a little longer. And sometimes the path isn't as, as nice, as nicely paved as other paths, but... You do what you got to do to make it happen, man, you know? I feel you. So, and you're completely out of that now. Yeah, I'm a businessman, brother. You are? Yes, sir. You are. A, you have multiple businesses. That's right. How and many are you running at the moment right now? If you count my online store. So you're out, of the, you're out of the life and now you're running. How many? You said three? Yeah, we have the tattoo parlor. I co-own. So that's a success story, man. Brother, it's a success for I lead by example, but the story's not over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only halfway there. It oh, might look like... It's it, just it, starting for you, exactly. on a, but on a different level. Yeah. I'm happy I could inspire people too, man. You know what I mean? Because I could help someone who's in the street get a focus, man. They're going to realize that if he could do it, maybe I could do it. You know what I mean? Bro, the crazy part of all this shit, I grew up in the hood right over there, man. Like, I could walk to the... I, I'm going to say it on tape. I don't know the statutes of limitations, but I robbed the store that we're on top of before. You know what I mean? As a yogurt, man, I used to walk up to Bayside and, and punk people, you know what I mean, for toonies and $5 to hit the liquor store, you know, when I was a young. And, and that's just like product of my environment, man. I came with my mom. We were just poor and we lived in the hood, you know? I feel you, man. I hear you. So fuck it. That's what it was, bro. Most of my friends came up with a lot of the same upbringing, brother. But a lot of the guys that I did come up with, they're all like pen timers or junkies. And I, I saw that. I saw good people fall down. 
I saw good people that had lots of potential fall hard and it was just lack of guidance or even like when you're coming up on the block you don't have too many people to look up to you are looking up to the to the ogs the drug dealers the guys that are pulling up in the nice cars you see them stepping out the car with a couple cute girls you know what i mean you want to be like that when, when you're in the block you're not hanging around with doctors and fucking authors and shit like that so you we don't know that you know what i mean so you 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 go to what you know or what you think is hot you know what i mean like and eventually like you could get caught up in it and and it just becomes you you know yeah i understand i definitely understand and what would you say to somebody out there right now who wants to do something similar to what you're doing now how what would be the first steps i mean make a plan man write the shit down and fucking do it you know what i mean just do it don't listen to any of your friends are gonna tell you, you can't work or you you got these concerns worries you don't got enough bread like shit it comes happen back to that it doesn't stop in ottawa conversation yeah bro you know the train doesn't just stop in ottawa you know what i mean for sure no i definitely think that's good advice man write it down definitely execute it just do it, man. Execute it uniquely. It has to be unique nowadays, so. Just do it, man. Do whatever works for you. Fuck what anybody thinks. Do what works for you. If that doesn't work, do it a different way. But just keep doing it. You know what I mean? You're only going to fail or you're only it's only going to be done once you stop. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's not going to come easy, man. Nothing worth having is easy to have, easy to get. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to put in the work. And again, it brings it back to being like, yo, people are like, oh, you made it. Or, yo, look at your success. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not even halfway there, man. You know what I mean? It might look good from the outside, but this is literally just. When you say that you're not even halfway there, what's your plan? What's your next plan? What's your next move? Taking over the world, man. What do you mean? What's my. Taking over the world? Hell yeah, bro. (laughs) No, I don't like COVID really changed plans. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was really, really, really focusing on building my business, my tattoo parlor, and rocking with music, which I was, you know. Um, the plan was build a studio, build a label. So it's, I'm I'm willing to put in another five, six, seven years of this, of like thugging it out, tattooing every day, banking bread, and doing the doing the studio. You know what I mean? After that, we we'll, might reconsider logistics where I'm living, man. You know what I mean? Things like this, like right. like there's a whole world out there to see, man. I enjoy traveling. I've traveled. Um, I've learned that like our money. One dollar here is worth a lot of money in other places where I, I, I wouldn't mind living too. You know what I mean? I hear so you. It's like, in, in where in, else would you see yourself wanting to live? Just off the top, uh, places like maybe like Thailand or Jamaica. Um, just places where, first of all, it's warmer. I can't. I don't really enjoy snow at all. Me neither. And like, for example, like Jamaica, like one of our dollars is worth like nine bucks over there. You cut over there with fuck 250 bands bro you're like you're a millionaire you know what i mean so yeah. it's like we don't need to be here i was born here it doesn't mean i have to stay here what's keeping you here then just family bro and business you know what i mean like the money's here this is where i make my money like i could tattoo anywhere in the world but right now i'm making my bread here you know what i mean and again like my parents are still alive i got kids that are that are still kicking you know what i mean that need dad around they're older but you know it's, it's yeah yeah it's probably better that i'm around you know probably better you know but yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to spend my whole life in Canada, that's for sure. You really seem like you have a vision and you stick to it. Like You you write down all your things, right? Business-wise, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming you're a writer. You write yeah, down yeah, everything. Yeah, 100%. I can tell by by your attitude and by the way you run your... But the thing is, like, 
I get really fucking busy and if I and I smoke a lot of weed. Mm. So if I don't write the shit down, I probably won't do it. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like I, I need the list for a reminder to to myself, you know. But I'll, I'll spend like say like a Sunday or a Monday just kind of writing down everything I need to do and then I get it done. But the shit adds up, bro. When you're running businesses, like like it's and and especially too, because like I, I'm running a business where I'm like the artist as well. So it's not like I could just sit down and do the office work, accounting and this this this. Like, I got to fucking tattoo all day, and then I got to do that when I'm done. And then I got to fuck with the music, fuck with my artists, you know, handle some business like this. So <coughs> definitely stay busy. So it's, it's a key to write the shit down. If not, I'll just forget it. Okay. Good note to have for weed smokers. Write it down, weed smokers. <sighs> no, it's good to just plan, man. It reminds yourself too, right? And, and if you write it down, you're putting it out there. So it's like, it's only And you want to do it. Yeah. You keep seeing it. It's a reminder. And if you don't do it, you just... You know, you're just like, fuck, I didn't do it. I should have done it, but I didn't do it. That's something with And then that, someone else got it. And, like, little things like that will, like, actually, like, I don't know if it's, like, a condition I have, but, like, little things like that. Like, say if I have, like, like a bell bill or some shit that I need to dispute because they're trying to rob me again. And, like, I forget to do it for a few days. And then, like, it just bugs me, bro. You know what I mean? Then yeah. it's like, oh, I got to drop something off the account. And say if, like, they start piling up, like, I'll literally lose sleep about it. Like, I won't. Like, yo, bro, things as weird as, like, if I have too much change and I was like, oh, I wanted to roll my change this week and I didn't roll it. It'll just be, like, one night out of the month or, or I won't be able to sleep at all. And I'll literally just get up and do the dumb little things like that. It'll be like four in the morning. I'll start rolling change, writing down the shit I need to do this week, you know? <laughs> but then I get it done, you know? But you get it done. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about mental health. I mean, it's a big part of the podcast. Of course, man. So, I mean, like you said, while we were talking off interview was everybody has their ups and downs. And obviously, so like, you have any ups and downs you're referring to when you say that, that you want to mention? Because you did mention that, like you said, your upbringing and where, where, where you yeah. were brought up and stuff and your mom and stuff, like you guys were poor. So that's understandable, I see it in that sense. But Yeah, so I guess maybe like I'm more of a custom to like the hardships, so I don't let it weigh on me, if you will. And uh, like as for mental health, like when you were asking, like currently I'm in a strong state. I mean, we all go through our shit, you know what I mean? Um and there's been like high and low points but my low points have been like in time where like they should be low points you know but at least i recognize them so like i've done jail time you know i've spent like four years of my life in jail before and there's been low times in there you know more than more than on the road on the road i keep myself fairly busy you know what i mean so it's like like i don't really dwell on things and so so you did four years of prison time? Yeah, not not and, in a row though. Not in a row. I'm just talking in my life. I've done four years. Okay, but not yeah. that was in my here or in the city or out. Uh, well, I was charged here in Ottawa, but they shipped me to Simcoe, Ontario. So I was in a facility called uh, Sprucedale. Okay, in Simcoe, Ontario. So right by Lake Erie. I was okay. nine and a half hours away, man. So I wasn't getting no visits. Each time that you got locked or just... Uh... No. So that's what I like. I got sentenced. That's where they ended up sending me. I did about a, a year and a half there. But prior to that, on the same charge, I was in and out of Innis Road because of like probation or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? They give you a condition. You breach it. You know, you go back, spend four months, get out on bail. So for that one charge, in total time, I did about four years. Okay. But it was spaced out, you know? All right, all right. So that must have been a low point, and yeah, like you it's said, it's hard on the head, man. Not getting visits or this or that. Yeah, um, you're there for a while. Yeah, I mean, and like I was fairly young too, you know, like twenty or nineteen or some shit like that. So like when you're getting sentenced to like 
three and a half years and like you're only that age like that's a big percentage of your life you know what i mean yeah but um and that's just an example like like we all go through some shit man i've been through some relationships you know you the girls will break your heart these pretty little devils but uh <laughs> you know people can you do man they break your heart you move on you know so it's like yeah. luckily I've, I've been fairly strong i guess like mental health wise you know what i mean uh, I know how to. I, I know how to keep focused, you know, through the bullshit. You know what I mean. Give an example of how you can do that for people. I'm sure I just people stay busy, would... bro. I like literally stay busy. Like you, you want to stay busy, run. Just keeping your mind yeah, busy twenty four seven. So you can't sweat the small stuff, you know. So you're not. You, things are not going well with a girl, or you know, you got a little little argument with a homie or some shit. You're not seeing eye to eye. You know what? You're too busy to sweat the small stuff. You know what I mean? Too busy for the politics. You know. So that's kind of how I, I do it, you know? Okay. And like you said, you're in a good state of mind right now. Yes, sir. And I guess with everything going on, like, how were you, uh, how was your mental health with, uh, during COVID, like the lockdown itself? Like, I mean, my mental health is, again, it's all right. I'm more concerned about my physical, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not being able to hit the gym and certain things and just like, just not eating the same, you know? And, and uh, Yeah, yeah spending a lot of time on lockdown so just like posted smoking trees so again like the mental health i keep busy um that's my trick man just keep busy keep active man i draw a lot i write so i have those outlets you know what i mean i have yeah. those those ways to release you know and let's talk about your artistry and tattooing how long have you been doing tattoos for uh tattooing so i've been tattooing on and off for 10 years I've owned my business now for six years, and I've been tattooing steady, like, daily prior to COVID for about two and a half, three years. Okay. What what, what brought you to it? Honestly, this is the only job I ever had, man. So it's like, it was the only thing I ever really showed interest in, other than, like, things I probably shouldn't have showed interest in, you know? Okay. So it's like, and, and I don't know what the appeal was, man. Uh, my parents aren't tattooed there's no family members i didn't have no no older friends that had lots of tattoos like i think it was just something a personal thing that connected with me for whatever reason i got yeah. my first tattoo when i was like 14 yeah. it hasn't stopped man and and i don't know man like it was just something i, I it was the only thing like i ever wanted to do even in high school oh here's a good little story man I'll show you how the world changes when i was in high school i wanted to uh do <laughs> fucking uh, tattooing for a co-op Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, nah, that's not the proper environment for for kids or this or that or whatever. So they told me I couldn't do it. And then they wanted me to do it like taboo in those days. Though, yeah. Man. You know, but about two years ago, I get a call from a teacher being like, yo, we got this student. She wants to do it. I was like, cool, man. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, when I was in school, they wouldn't let me do it. She's like, oh, that's unfortunate. What school was it? I tell her the name and she's like, oh, she's like, that's where I'm calling from. I was like, uh, uh, I was uh, like shit. Goddamn. Shit comes full circle, man. Yeah. So. That's kind of cool. But yeah, did you end up letting her do co-op? Yeah, she did it, man. How was she? Uh, I don't think this was the field for her, you know? <laughs> it's very appealing to people, though, right? Like, you yeah. think it's exciting, but, like, it's either you got her or you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was just a very quiet. She fuck up someone's shit? Um, she really wasn't putting herself out there enough. Like, she was a very, very, very quiet girl. Uh, her art was so-and-so, but, like, whatever. That's to interpretation. But even, like, when at one point... I had full staff, and one of the female staff had offered her, like, a part of her leg. She was like, yo, you want to tattoo me? I'll let you tattoo me. And, like, she wasn't excited about it, which is, like, 
fuck a like, full like, like, like yeah, you know like that's like, like, you're yeah. not gonna get that fucking chance like like i was surprised that the the, the artist yeah. offered her that you know yeah. but it was just to see if she's interested in like she wasn't really interested. You no. know? Like, I doubt she took it further. Than... She just wanted to be somewhere cool during co op. Exactly. Sign the paper and walk home. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, man, this is all I ever really did. Even with the music, bro, I never wanted to be a rapper or, or aspire to be. Or like, It was yeah. never a plan, you know? It just kind of fucking happened. And, like, the rappers in the city, have you tattooed a lot of them? I wouldn't say a lot, but definitely a fucking handful of them for sure. Yeah, like, can you name some? Um, motive, for example, um, flux, um, goon, L dollar, fuck it, flunko boy. Jeez, man, I hope nobody gets pissed off. Um, that's what I could think of right now. But yeah, but cool. at least, at least, at least a good handful of of these local guys have tattooed so far. And anybody like big, like like oh, uh, young Cuddy too. I tattooed Cuddy. Uh, anybody big, big like uh, you tattooed like any. Anybody with like a significant name? I guess if like what were we basing a significance off of? A popularity, I guess. I guess it would be that Cuddy that I mentioned last. Like he's he's yeah. he's a local rapper, but he's got some numbers. He's verified on IG. <clears throat> oh, Swish, Swish too got tattooed in my store. I didn't tattoo oh, okay. him. I didn't tattoo Swish, but he got tattooed in my store. Um, I wasn't really tattooing as much then. But as for like famous no nobody no, nobody really 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 popping popping when it comes to tattoo writers i want to ask them that question because some people have good stories you know what i mean and it's usually spur of the moment stories i'm supposed to tattoo specs but then fucking covid came you know aspects oh okay yeah 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 yep. me and aspects go back he was at that Joe Budden show I mentioned, actually. They performed there as well, actually. If I'm not mistaken, they performed there as well. Either he did or Graf did. You know Graf? Yeah, of course. These. So when I first started so rapping... So you go back with the, these guys, right? I don't... So I don't go back with them. I wasn't doing my thing when they were out. But when I decided to do my thing, I was doing my research. Cool. And these were the guys who were popping. So when I started going to the clubs afterwards and I would bump into them, I would just go up to them and introduce myself, yeah. like all of them, and and now fuck anywhere I go, they all know me, you know. So I've yeah, like back in the day, like when it was aspects and paragraph, and then you, like there is another King dude, and shit, yeah, yeah, King Con, and like there's like, another I, I dude know... they kicked it with named Cancer. Or did you yeah. know Cancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Cancer, and he... we have our own. We have, we have a, a, a whatever. I know who Cancer is. Not through music, just through other ways. Okay. Okay. Uh, but ever since I've been on the scene, man, I haven't heard much from him, man. No, no. But he used to have bars. Yeah. They all did, man. That whole Broken Bridge uh, yeah. fucking squad. Yeah, bars. That, like I said, I did was, my research. That was the good days, man. The Broken yeah. Bridge. Days. And then after that, it was switched with his left lane. Yeah. And then here I am. You know what I mean? It's here a, you go. It's the new wave. Oh, sounds like you're planning a takeover. No, no, it's, it's already been, it's been happening, man. And they know him, man. Swish, Aspects, all these guys, they're welcome to join, you know? They could hop on. All right, so you said you had the Stay Platinum Records studio, well, Borough Media Recording Studios right next door to where we're at. That's right. So tell me a little about the studio. How did, how did it all start with you, like, like with yourself? Like, what's the first thing you, you bought? And you knew I'm going to make a studio. Okay, so again, man, I was working with some producers locally, even abroad. 
and projects were just taking too long to get out. So I had hit up a few people, um, mainly the guys over at Makeway Studios in Montreal. So I know some people over there and I just hit them up and I asked them what kind of equipment they got going on over there and how much it would run me. And they gave me a little list. Uh, I took that thing over to Long and McQuaid and uh, set up a studio. So the first studio was in the back of the tattoo parlor. Uh, it was just a booth. We had a Mac. Um, and again, a bunch of obviously studio grade equipment. The terms and, and the actual equipment itself, I'm not that guy. That's that's for the engineers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the quality of the music that comes out, the sound, yeah. uh, that, that, that was very important to me. And we've got there. And once I went publicly with the studio and we developed a clientele, um, I, I then met Twigs, um, who had a bit of his own clientele. He had Burrow Media, his own business that was already uh, been a business for five or more years. So he had his clientele. Uh, originally, Twigs had a label himself and he would work with rock bands. But in the last four years or so, he started working with rappers and whatnot. And he got directed to me once uh, my studio was up and running and people knew I was looking for a, an engineer. And then again, it just, it, it got to a point where it was very lucrative. We were making good money that we decided to like take some of the money that we made and build a better studio standard, uh, industry standard studio. Uh, the sound is is just as good, um, but it's it's more of the experience now for the artist. When the artist walks into this place, you're not walking into a tattoo parlor than going into the back. You know what I mean? Now it's, it's, a, it's an experience for the artist and since I, uh, I partnered up with Twigs, it's a whole other uh, avenue of businesses um, being like currently he does like audio books for like doctors. We've had voiceover actresses come in to do voices for cartoons. Um, there's a whole so, live studio in there for like drums and guitars. So it's not just hip hop. It's a um, studio for everything. It's a studio for everything. everything. We've hosted podcasts over there already. Uh, there's a green screen. There's a white screen. Uh, there's actually two studios, a mixing room and a live room. Uh, there's a total of three booths. And yeah, it's just been rolling. It's been officially open since, uh, say, what, like April? April something now. And it's it's been, something's been going on every day since, you know? Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad that you're finding a way through this COVID stuff. Yeah, well, we definitely have restrictions. Like, it's it's super weird. Like, my tattoo parlor is closed. However, the studio is allowed to be open because there's different rooms and the rooms are locked off. So there's yeah. not contact. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yeah. like he's allowed to be open. Um, obviously, like, there's just some COVID conditions that apply, but lucky enough, yeah. But with that being said, it's still fucking slowing shit down, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's not rolling like it was, but we do have, uh, luckily, it wasn't a new business like we had the business we had the clientele it was just a thing of building the new space and opening up again you know? okay so that's been bully zone for episode 12 of on the line with i'm your host hanley this has been the finale i'm gonna let bully zone take us out with his own outro and i just want everybody to remember to check out the track at the end of this and I'll let Bully remind you of that trap right now. Okay, okay. So you're going to be taking in No More. That was my last single uh, produced and uh, recorded inside State Platinum Records. <coughs> Executive produced by myself. Uh, mixed and mastered by Eurov. Filmed by Eurov in association with State Platinum. And uh, take that in. Also, go check out Live on the Live. That's the one you heard earlier. And for any more... We got the whole YouTube page. It's uh, Bully Zone State Platinum Records. And you can catch me on IG, 
the art of bully zone so the art of dot bully zone uh we have the ig for the label as well so that's state platinum records go tap that go slap borough media and uh keeping the loop man oh yeah the tattoo parlor man tattoos platinum tattoos art studio got the ig for that the facebook we'll slap autos keep up with me and uh yeah man we out here man bully zone baby hey all right just definitely been great talking to you bully zone i appreciate you coming on the show and i hope that our episode reaches somebody who's in need and i hope they take something from this episode so i appreciate it my dude yeah man good meeting you good meeting you man and thank you again for coming in last minute and filling in for people backed out that's right right I appreciate it. Got you, brother. Peace. Hey, guys, it's the end of the show. Before we cut out, I want you to take a listen to No More, my last single, Bully Zone, baby. Hey, hey.